Have you been thinking about starting your own business someday? And if so, how ready do you feel? That's the question I'm going to cover in today's episode. I've created a quiz that has a series of questions that can assess your solopreneur readiness score. Now, you can go through and score this manually or go to the website and have it automatically calculated for you. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Solopreneurs. So, if you want to follow along with these questions, these statements in a little bit easier format than listening to it and trying to take notes, you can go to newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com. This is, are you ready to start your business? Issue number four. So are you feeling ready to take the leap into entrepreneurship? How are you feeling about your job right now? How do you feel about the nine to five? Are you still committed to starting your own business? You've been thinking about doing that someday. And the big question is now the time to make a move and do it. It's challenging to think about all of this with a million different thoughts buzzing around in your head. You may have a good gut feeling about your eagerness to start something new. Your passion, your excitement for your business idea may tempt you to rush right into it. I get it. I've been there. I've had lots of exciting business ideas that I've explored. And I do value qualitative judgments like how excited you're feeling, how passionate you feel. But I'm also a big fan of quantitative assessments to understand your state of planning and your preparation. So I created a series of statements to assess your solopreneurial readiness. So I have a link to take this free quiz online to get your score. Nice thing about that is it uh, will automatically calculate your score and email it to you. And it will send you a list of all these statements and questions. And it's something that can help you plan your business. So if you want to do that, you want to try it out. It's newsletter.invinciblesolopreneurs.com. And uh, like I said, this is issue number four. Are you ready to start your business? And so there's a link to go take the free quiz. Or you can just think about your reactions to the statements I'm going to read out and uh, take some notes, go back and manually score your responses and you can tally up your score that way. So the thing I want you to remember is regardless of what your score is, it's going to be from kind of zero to a hundred. I think you'll find that these statements will get you asking yourself the right questions about your future business. So be brutally honest with your reactions. 
and how you score yourself, it will help you get a sense of how prepared you are to make this move and make that jump into entrepreneurship. It also gives you a sense of how much planning you may still need to do. As you can imagine, there is a lot of planning and preparation and legwork that has to be done to build a business. So as you hear each of these statements, I want you to score it on a scale of one to five. A score of one as the low end, and that means you strongly disagree with the statement. So whatever I read out, you're going to say, yeah, I strongly disagree with that. Score of five means that you strongly agree with the statement, with whatever I say. So it's one through five. One is strongly disagree. Two is disagree. Three is neutral. So it's kind of like, okay, middle of the road. You know, it's like, I don't know if I disagree or agree. It's just average. Four means you agree. And five means you strongly agree. So let's jump into this quiz. Think about the current state of your business planning while scoring these statements on that scale of one to five. And I'm going to go into a little more detail on some of the questions because I know they may not be entirely obvious or you may wonder what I mean by that. So question number one, and this is going to be from the first person point of view, which makes it easier for you to score it. I have a clear vision and passion for the business I want to build. So this is that business vision statement. Like what is the ideal in state of the world if your business exists? Do you feel passionate about this? So give that a score of one to five. One, you strongly disagree with that statement. You don't have a clear vision. You don't have passion for it yet. And at the other end, be five. Like you strongly agree. You do have a very clear vision and a strong passion for this business that you want to build. Question two, I can visualize where my business will be in 10 years. So score that from one to five. Do you strongly agree with that? Can you see exactly where your business will be or can you not see? One would be you strongly disagree. You can't. Five would be you strongly agree. You can totally visualize where your business will be. And so that's picturing, you know, what kind of business will this be? Where will you be? How successful? How much will you be growing? Are you going to have employees? Are you profitable? Are you expanding your products and services? Like, where do you want this business to be in 10 years? Question three, I know what I must do to make my business vision come true. So you have this big vision for your business. Do you have a plan or an idea of what must happen for that vision to come true. Are you clear about that? Score that from one to five. Number four, I know my mission and the positive change I want to make in people's lives with what I will offer. So the mission is what you do 
to make that big vision come true. So if you have a vision of how your business will change the world and change people's lives, your mission is, well, what will you do to make that come true? Do you know how you want to change people's lives? And I know sometimes this can feel a little aspirational or even silly, depending on what your business is, but some of the most successful businesses in the world had a grand vision for how they wanted to make people's lives better. And that makes a huge difference in your marketing and advertising. If what you are offering is going to change people's lives and improve their lives, make them happier and more fulfilled, they're more likely to want your product or your service. So what is your score on that? One to five. Number five, I know exactly what problem my business solutions will solve. Do you know exactly the customer problem you're solving is? Let's score that from one to five. One, strongly disagree. You don't have any clue what problem you're solving. And five, you strongly agree. You know exactly the problem that your solution will address. And that's thinking about things from the customer perspective. Um, people talk about this as offering a vitamin versus a painkiller. It's harder to sell vitamins. It's harder to sell a product or a service that people should use to improve themselves. It's easier to sell a painkiller. So if someone is struggling with an issue, they're dealing with a big problem. If you have a solution that solves their problem, they're more likely to buy from you today. Number six, I can clearly and succinctly state the value proposition of my solution. Score that from one to five. Can you, if someone says, hey, what does your business do? Can you state that in one to three sentences in a way that shows the value delivered? And this is coming back to that whole idea that people don't buy features they care about what change it can make for them, what problem it solves for them. So what is the value proposition? What value do you deliver with your business? Number seven, I have a ridiculously focused <laughs> and detailed description of my ideal customer. So this is your niche. Score that from one to five. One, you have no clue who your customer is. Five, you're extremely detailed with exactly what your ideal customer looks like. And they do say it's incredibly important to do this, to niche down and know exactly who you're trying to help with your business. And that's not just demographic and maybe it shouldn't even be demographic at all. Because sometimes, you know, a 20-year-old woman and a 50-year-old guy want to buy the same product. And so looking at demographics may not be the way to think about your ideal customer. It's more about how they think, what they want out of life, what they need, the problems they're facing, how they behave, what they do every day. So it's more of the psychographic and behavioral kind of targeting. But are you focused? Do you have a tight niche? Number eight, I've talked with several people who fit my ideal customer profile to understand their problems, needs, and wants. This is getting out of uh, the building, getting out of your house to talk with people. And 
doesn't necessarily have to be literally. You know, it could be over the phone, it could be through Zoom, whatever. You know, but they do encourage you to talk with about 100 people, if you can, that fit that customer profile. So talk with them, understand them, understand their lives, their needs, their wants, how they talk about things. How do they describe their problem? So is your solution going to meet their needs? Are you marketing it in the language they understand? It really helps to talk with a lot of people. Number nine, I'm prepared to leave my nine to five job and go out on my own. So you're ready. You are ready to go. No reluctance. You want to quit and you want to start this business. So what's your score? One to five. Number 10, I have saved money and created a financial cushion that can support me for about six to 12 months. You know, this number used to be three to six months. I actually recommend 12 months, a full year. It takes a while in most cases for a business to generate enough income and be profitable enough to support you, support you and your family, pay your rent, your mortgage, groceries, gas, boy, gas is expensive. All those business expenses, right? It helps to have saved enough and have that financial cushion that you have a year to get things figured out and to really spin things up and be making money from your business. It takes a while. It took me a long time and my business, I'm happy with it, but it does not provide the same kind of income that I was making as an exec in Silicon Valley, you know? So I had to change my life and that's the next question. So on question 10, have you saved enough money? Score one to five. Five, yeah, you got tons of money, you're ready to go. Question 11, I have a budget to tightly manage my expenses, to cover my benefits like health insurance, right? If you're on your own and what they call your burn rate. So what is your business burning through every month? What are your personal expenses every month? So how much do you need to just keep floating until you're sufficiently profitable? So do you have that budget? Are you ready for this score one to five? That's why I had to reduce my cost of living, you know, and cut my cost, move out of the Bay area. It makes it a lot easier. So if you want to go out on your own and run your own business, if you can drastically reduce your expenses, it buys you more time, right? If you're living large, <clears throat> your poor little business can barely cover your expenses. You're going to burn out and your business is going to fail, right? And speaking of that, <laughs> question 12, I have a backup plan that I can quickly put into motion if my business fails. A lot of businesses do fail. You know, I'm not here to paint a rosy picture and tell you that you're going to be 100% successful with no risk, no risk of failure. A lot of businesses do fail. That's why people try, try again, but do you have a backup plan? So are you ready to find another job, go back to work? Do you have another business in mind? Do you have some passive income? What's your backup plan? Score that from one to five. Number 13, I'm comfortable working alone and managing my schedule and productivity. Score that from one to five. Are you? And this is an important thing for a solopreneur in particular. Do you like working alone? That doesn't mean you have to be completely isolated. People always confuse this with 
being a hermit. You know, I'm a solopreneur and yeah, I work alone in my business, but I talk to people all day long. You know, I talk to customers, I have peers and advisors and friends. You could go work in a co-working space and be around people all day, but it's you working in your business. And are you good at managing your schedule, making a plan, being productive without a boss cracking the whip and telling you what to do? Can you self-manage? Score that from one to five. Number 14, I have a place where I can work and focus every day. You know, I'm lucky I have a home office. It's, you know, converted an old bedroom into an office. Do you have a place where you can do that? You know, or do you need an office outside of the house? Score that from one to five. Number 15, I know exactly what the product or service is that I want to offer. Do you know exactly where you're going to sell? And it could be product or service or product and service. You know, I don't know what your business is, but are you ready with it? Score that. Number 16, I've already prepared my products or services to offer to customers. So it's beyond just having the idea. You actually have it ready to go. You've built the product or you know how to do the services. And this is why I'm so excited about taking your job description and turning that into a business plan. Because when you do that, it's pretty easy. My first business, I used to be a designer at Apple and at a startup. And when I started a design agency, my own agency, my service was me being able to design websites and applications. I was ready to go. I mean, that's all I had to do is say, yes, sign the contract. Let's start designing your software. Score that from one to five. 16, I've already prepared my products or, or I already asked you that question. Sorry. 17, <laughs> I know how to price my products or services. This is a tricky one. You know, you have to look at the competitive landscape. What are competitors pricing? What will the market bear? What are your ideal customers willing to pay? Sometimes coming up with your price first is important and then figuring out what product or service fits that price. I read a really great article about a car manufacturer that did that. They knew what the price point was for people, what they could afford, and they built the car around that price versus building a car and then saying, oh, geez, now we have to charge 60 grand to cover our cost of this car. And people are like, I'm not going to pay 60 grand for that car. Um, 18, I have created a solid business plan. Do you have a business plan ready? Score that from one to five. And then 19 is a little more detail. I have prepared a detailed business model that ensures profitable success. So the model within the plan, or if you have that separate from your plan, this is the model that shows how you do what you do, how you build your product, how you provide your services and deliver that. What's the cost of delivery, the cost of customer acquisition, all that stuff. And then what are you charging to ensure that you're going to be profitable? So what is your business model? What do you do? How do you offer it? And how do you ensure that it's priced to be profitable and you're managing the expenses? Score that from one to five. Question 20, I have identified all of my potential sources of revenue. This is a good one. Sometimes people think about one obvious source of revenue, but if they brainstorm a bit or they work with a business advisor, someone can reveal a whole bunch of other sources like, oh, okay, that's what you're going to offer for your product. Great. Have you considered a maintenance plan or a service contract? 
IBM used to make a ton of money in their service contracts. So they sold hardware, big old computer servers and things like that. But the big money, I think, for them was the service. So people who would install the systems, set it up, maintain it, come back and work on it. I mean, big source of revenue. You've probably seen them with car manufacturers. They sell you the car, but then there's a service plan. Bring it back for tune-ups and oil changes and all that kind of stuff, right? So think about all your potential sources of revenue. Score that from one to five. 21, I have documented my potential business expenses and the cost of delivering my goods and services. And this takes a while. It's good to create a spreadsheet, start figuring this out and tracking it. The cool thing about it is as you do it, you'll reveal more that you haven't thought about. So rather than flying by the seat of your pants, start documenting what those expenses are. And then you can start questioning some of those. How can you reduce them? Score that one to five. 22, I have a marketing and sales plan ready to go. So do you know how you're going to market your product or service? How are you going to advertise it? What's your sales plan? How do you sell your product or service? Is this going to require a physical storefront? Is it going to be sold through a landing page on the internet? Are you going to reach out to people, cold call people? What's your sales plan? What's your sales model? Mine's very different than what I started with. You know, how are you going to talk to people about this? Score that one to five. 23, I have created a plan to reach my ideal customers through various channels. So this is part of your marketing plan, your advertising plan. Where are you going to reach people? Is it going to be through social media? Are you going to have ads through Google or Facebook or LinkedIn? Are you going to do ads in local publications? You know, local advertising, radio, what are you going to do? 24, I have a great name for my business. And this is the one most people do have. <laughs> most people have this. Uh, but there's a deeper question. I'll ask that in a little bit. But do you have a name for your business? Have you thought about what you want to call it? And a lot of this has to do with how easy is it to remember? You know, is it memorable? How understandable is it when people hear it? Do they know what you're saying? Or are they confused? Is it easy to spell? Is it too confusing because it's similar to another business that's out there? You know, all that stuff. Do you have a good name for your business? Score one to five. 25, I have the brand identity ready for my business. So that, you know, includes the naming. It's other things like the brand attributes. What do you stand for? You know, are you a low cost product? Are you an elegant product? Are you a happy product? You know, what are, what are the brand attributes? What do you want people to feel like when they think about your product or your service? You know, what's your tagline? You know, that's that catchy phrase that when people hear it, they know exactly what you do and they're excited to learn more. Do you have a logo, right? And some of this stuff doesn't have to be ready on day one. You can get by with some basic things and get started. And then as you're making money, invest it and hire somebody to help you with some of the marketing and branding. Hire somebody to design a logo for you. So score that one to five. 26, my business name and the product name or service name are available for trademark registration. So this depends on how big you want to get. And if you want to deal with people competing with your name or avoid infringing someone else's trademark, 
So, and think hard about this. I mean, there was a company that was called Placebook many, many years ago. And believe it or not, Facebook successfully sued them and said they couldn't use the name Placebook because people would be confused with Facebook. So they had to change their name. <laughs> it's not fun. You don't want to have to change your name later. So it's, I always like to do this when I'm looking at a new business is look online, check out the trademark registration, you know, in your country, US has one and see if the name's available. And if you want to register it, I think I spent like $80. I did it myself. It's a little bit of work, but I own, for example, Invincible Career. That's my registered trademark now. 27, I have secured the domain for my business name. Welcome to the web. Welcome to the internet. If your business doesn't have a presence online, it's going to be hard for it to grow. You know, unless it's a super hyper local business, like a little cafe, even then people like to look you up, check out your menus and your hours and maybe, you know, order something online. So do you have the domain? You know, if you can get the .com, great. It's getting harder these days, but there are a ton of other domains. And uh, score that one to five. Do you have it? 28. On a related note, I've created social media accounts for my business. So do you have an account set up for your business, Facebook page, Instagram page, you know, Twitter, whatever is most important for your business? Um, 29, I have a website designed and built for my business. Uh, score that one to five, five, it's up and running. Love it. You know, and you can build websites pretty easy right now with a uh, Squarespace, Wix, I use WordPress. There's others, you know, don't overdo it when you're getting started. Just build a basic website and get up and going. 30, I've identified potential business partners and suppliers. So it depends on what your business is. Do you need suppliers? If you're a restaurant, you're going to need people to supply, you know, the food, <laughs> the stuff that you use to make your food. Um, other businesses too, you know, there are potential partners that could be, you know, synergistic. You could help each other. So do you have some ideas there? Score that one to five. 31, I have determined the appropriate legal entity for my business. This is such a deep issue. Um, I recommend, unless you know exactly what you're doing, talk with an accountant, talk with a lawyer. Describe what your business is going to be, what the intent is, kind of the future plans for it what kind of legal protection you want, how much, you know, are you going to grow? Are you going to have employees? Things like that are important. Um, so do you want an LLC? Do you want a full-blown corporation? You're going to run it as a sole proprietorship for a while. Is it going to be a partnership or a co-op? So talk with an accountant, get that stuff figured out. There are different, different legal implications and tax implications of doing this. So it's not something to take lightly. So where are you with that? Score one to five. 32, I have my business systems and my services and tools up and running. So a lot of that's going to be your messaging systems and tracking projects and productivity, your accounting software, spreadsheets, customer relationship management stuff. If you have a physical retail space, you know, ways to take payments. Do you got that all figured out? 33, I've identified vendors and specialists and consultants who can help me with my business. So this would be the lawyers and the accountants. Maybe you need an admin to help you with stuff, people to answer phones, 
Do you need someone to design things for you? Do you need engineers to build your website? Do you need people for customer support? So you don't have to have all that ready because you don't have your business running yet and you can't afford to hire these people. Um, but have you identified, started looking at people and services? Score that. 34, potential customers can easily find me and communicate with me. This is business 101. This is one where people sometimes drop the ball. It's like, it's not easy to find the business. It's not easy to find it online. It's not on Yelp. It's not listed as a Facebook page or on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, right? And then if it is, then there's no way to contact you or communicate with you. This is especially important, obviously, with services and things like that. It's like, if people find you and they like what you have to offer, but they can't contact you, then you're losing potential sales all the time. So make it easy. Make it really easy for people to locate you, learn about you, and, and communicate with you. So what's your score for that? One to five. 35, I understand the competitive landscape and have identified my potential competitors. Every business has competition. If you don't, you should be concerned, right? If there's absolutely no competition for what you do, uh, it's a good sign that maybe what you do isn't lucrative. People don't want it. It's not profitable. That's not always the case, but you know, when you see competition and you see people already doing something similar to what you do, that means people are willing to buy it. So then you just need to understand that. Who are your competitors? What's the landscape? Where can you differentiate yourself? Right? So that's the next question. I know exactly how to successfully differentiate my business from competitors so I can close the sale. So how are you better? How are you different? How are you unique? Why should they go, why should they go with your product or service instead of your competitor? Score that one to five. Getting close here. I know this is long. Sorry. Just four more questions. 37, I could sell my product or service to a potential customer this week. So if you had to, you could spin up your business and you could start selling this week. What's your readiness score there? Score that one to five. Five, absolutely ready. One, not even close. 38, it's kind of even beyond that. You've already started doing it. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Sometimes people test the waters with their business. You've already started selling products or services. You know, you've been doing it and now you're like, wow, this is working. I guess I should turn this into a business. 39, I have a supportive community of friends, family members, and entrepreneurial peers. This is important because solopreneurship in particular is lonely and hard. It's easy to get discouraged. And when you're on your own like that, it's like, who do you talk to? If you have questions or you need support or you just want to commiserate with people. So do you have this community? Score that one to five. And that's something I'm building with this. That's why I've created invinciblesolopreneurs.com. I have the podcast. I have the newsletter. I'm building the community that's launching later this year. Because you shouldn't feel like you have to go it alone. It's nice to have people who are on the same journey, but they're not competitors. And you can help each other. You can support each other. I've needed this. I've been doing this for many, many years. And it's been helpful to have people I could turn to. Final question. 
I have a business advisor or multiple advisors I can turn to for help and advice. So that's kind of beyond having peers because the peers, you know, they're running their own business. They're busy. They're not going to drop everything, especially as a solopreneur to help you with your business. They don't have time because if they're helping you fix your business and get things running, then they're not running their business and they're losing money. So it's good to have a business advisor and that's what they do. It's what I do, for example, that you can turn to, to talk through your business strategy, to work through a problem, to figure out additional revenue streams, to think about how you're going to scale your business. It's nice to have someone that you can get advice from. So do you have someone? Score that one to five. All right. That was a lot. I know. 40 questions. So as you score yourself on those questions, those statements, add it all up and then divide it, that total number by two. So you may need to round up if necessary. And here's how you can interpret that. So if your score is 80 to 100, like 100%, that's Amazing. That means you're very clear about what you want from your business, the problems you're going to solve for customers. You're pretty much ready to go, right? Uh, 60 to 79, you have some of the ideas figured out. You know kind of what you want to do with your business. You're thinking about how to run it, but it's not all figured out. You need to do more research. You need to define things more clearly before moving ahead. At least have something in mind. It may help to schedule a a call. I have a complimentary call that I do with business owners and solopreneurs. So you can go to newsletter.invinciplesolopreneurs.com and you can figure out there's a link to schedule a complimentary call with me. We can just talk about it. Um, If your score is 40 to 59, that means your business ideas and your plans are a little fuzzy. (laughs) They're kind of fuzzy, maybe across the board, maybe really fuzzy in some areas and not others. So you can use all of those statements as a framework for digging into the details and preparing more. You know, this, it's kind of a very high level business plan thinking through all these things. Um, and that's the whole point of why I wrote this and created it is to help you think through these questions. And then if you need help, you can reach out to me for business coaching. You can join my community. There are courses that I'm launching all that stuff to help you get crystallized on what your business will be. And then at the bottom, there's 20 to 39. And it's no shame in that game. It just means you're missing a lot of the details. You're just really early in how you're thinking about your business. You don't have all the information about planning and launching it. And again, that's why I created this. This is homework. This is a framework you can use to go through and Think about your marketing, your sales, your ideal customer, your pricing model, business strategy, the competitive landscape, operational stuff. And uh, yeah, I can help with that. It's the whole point of my newsletter, newsletter.invinciplesolopreneurs.com. A lot of information and I do publish kind of quick tips and thoughts during the week that I don't send out through email that I don't record on a podcast because they're short and sweet. But if you go online to that newsletter, you can read those. That's it. I'm excited. This is exciting for you. I mean, I've done this many times. I've been a business owner where I had a company that was incorporated with employees. And I've been an employee, obviously, at many corporations. But I've returned to being a solopreneur intentionally because there are so many benefits from this.
It's very different than being an employer. It's very different than working for somebody else. It gives you so much freedom. That's the biggest thing. There is an incredible amount of freedom that you just can't find when you work for someone or even when you run a business with employees. When you're a solopreneur, you can structure everything the right way so that you can work when you want, play when you want. And I know the the quiz, especially hearing it over a podcast, is a little overwhelming, but I'm just trying to touch on the essential questions. It doesn't cover everything you'll need to run a business, obviously. But you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all figured out before you start. You can start small, learn as you go, and then keep expanding and growing when you're ready. So I'm here to help. If you need help, reach out and uh, take the quiz. Hopefully this will help you think through your business. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with building the business of your dreams.